This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, August 14th, 2018. I'm Caleb Brown. Take the very typical misunderstandings and poorly vetted public information about guns in the United States and add the wrinkle of 3D printing. In the ongoing legal fight over defense distributed plans for 3D printed guns and the very substantial First Amendment implications, Josh Blackman, defense distributed's attorney, is a busy man. We spoke yesterday. Cody Wilson operates Defense Distributed, and he has for some time uh, published documents on the internet that allow people to produce parts for guns with uh, 3D printers. Where uh, and, and a Washington judge has essentially said, no, you can't do that. Um, and anyone who's seen The Big Lebowski knows that the Supreme Court has roundly rejected prior restraint uh, on Mr. Wilson's speech. So what? Uh, where does that stand now and, and how can – because we have to keep in mind, this is a First Amendment issue. This is not a Second Amendment issue. Well, thanks for having me back on, Caleb. The uh, story here begins uh, about a month ago. Um, the federal government decided to reach a settlement with Cody Wilson – and defense distributed. I am one of Cody's attorneys. And on July 27th, we were going to close a settlement and Cody was going to receive a license to post certain files on the internet. In addition, the government was going to make a temporary modification to its regulations to allow not just Cody, but all us persons to post these files on the internet. Uh, it wouldn't be that easy. At the last minute, the Brady campaign, every time for gun safety and the Giffords group tried to intervene in our case in Texas and block the settlement. Um, I was able to argue that temporary restraining order and was able to defeat it. The judge denied it. And um, as a result, our settlement went into effect. So that Friday evening on the 27th, Cody posted his files to the Internet and they were downloaded thousands and thousands of times. Um, over the next few days, we will be sued in courts in Washington, in New Jersey, and in Pennsylvania. Various state attorneys general tried to stop us from posting these files. Uh, I was able to get around the injunctions in Pennsylvania and New Jersey by agreeing to block IP addresses in those states. It's not perfect, but it was a pretty good remedy. However, the judge in Seattle, Washington, granted a nationwide temporary restraining order preventing the government from giving us our license. And because that license was withdrawn, we could no longer post files and Cody's website went dark. Um, as I'm sure you're aware, these files are available anywhere on the internet. If you spend three seconds Googling them, you can find it. But so far, they've only come after us and no one else. And that's where we are. Uh, Cody was able to keep the files online for about five days. They are in the public domain. You can find them anywhere you want. But as of now, uh, uh, it would be against the law for Cody or anyone else really to post these because of the judge in Seattle's ruling. What are some of the most relevant uh, cases to what Cody Wilson and Defense Distributed are dealing with with respect to the government right now and the publication of these documents? Well, the first thing you have to recognize, and you mentioned this earlier, is that the government can impose a prior restraint on speech. And that's especially true when the publication has already begun. Uh, there was a very famous case in the 1970s called the Pentagon Papers case. Uh, if any of your audience saw the movie Washington Post, that was what the movie was based on. The New York Times and the Washington Post 
had uh, started publishing the so-called Pentagon Papers. These were highly classified documents about our wars in Southeast Asia. And the uh, executive branch ran to federal court and asked federal judges to stop publishing newspapers, actually to you know literally stop the presses. Um, and the Supreme Court went 9-0 on this question. They said that you can't enter this prior restraint. And in particular, because the publication had already begun, whatever damage that could result had already resulted, right? You can't unring the bell. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. And I think that's a very um, relevant case for our situation. These files have been online for years. Cody wasn't doing anything new. And indeed, after the license was issued, these files were online for almost five full days. And you can find them anywhere on the Internet. So the notion that judges can order to take these files down, I think is very difficult to reconcile with the First Amendment. One thing that I try to stress about this case is that it's not a Second Amendment case. It's a First Amendment case. Regardless of what you think about guns, take a step back and think about this. The states of New Jersey and Pennsylvania tried to ask judges to halt the publication of files on the Internet. That is a stunning, stunning move. One state can't regulate the speech and commerce of a citizen in another state, especially when that commerce is licensed by the federal government. So this is not only about free speech. It's about the separation of powers. It's about federalism. And at bottom, freedom on the Internet. If one state can stop you from posting a file on the Internet, then what we thought of as a free exchange of, of information on the net uh, uh, goes away very quickly. I don't think these AGs are quite aware of what sort of precedent they're setting. They're so intent on stopping guns that, that they're making very dangerous decisions. Um, and there's a word for your audience, hoplophobia, H-O-P-L-O-P-H-O-B-I-A. Hoplophobia means an irrational fear of guns. And I think this irrational fear of guns is really blinding people to the dangerous, dangerous precedents they're setting concerning free speech on the Internet. There are ways in which uh, this has been misrepresented with respect to what the actual capabilities of these guns are. Can you describe what Cody Wilson has published through Defense Distributed and how that lines up with the fears that people are presenting about what these these individual guns are capable of? The fears about these guns is so, so overblown. As a threshold matter, there's the plastic gun, the Liberator, Right. The design of the gun has a block of metal in the handle, which can be detected. But let's say you remove that. If you want to bring a gun into somewhere, you need something very important. You need bullets. Bullets are made out of metal. Bullets will be detected by a metal detector. Likewise, for a gun to operate, you need a firing pin. A firing pin is made out of metal. Metal will be detected in a metal detector. So the notion of having these undetectable firearms is a myth. You can bring a plastic block with you and maybe hit someone over the head with it, but you can't make it a gun. Also, these are not very good guns. They're, they're very brittle. If you don't treat them correctly, they can actually crack under the combustion. Um, so this fear is, is just really irrational. If it's a lot easier to simply buy a gun in the black market for 50 bucks than to spend thousands of dollars 3D printing this fragile one-shot pistol. Um, in addition... Cody put online blueprints to make metal firearm. Those can be detected. And believe it or not, under federal law, 
you can make your own firearms. You don't need a license to have it. So much of the concern about this, I think, is is largely based on hoplophobia. This is a rational fear of guns. Um, the cost, though, of shutting down Cody's operation inflicts significant, significant harm on the First Amendment. And I can't reiterate that enough. This is not really about guns. It's about speech. Josh Blackman is a law professor and the attorney representing Defense Distributed, producers of 3D Gun Designs. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes and Google Play, and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. 